Yo, what's up? Thank you for listening to OK Beast Presents Overwatch, a podcast miniseries dedicated to Blizzard's new game, Overwatch. My name is Blessing. Joining me again, we have Alex Van Aken. What's up, Alex? What it is? And we have Ian Prichelle. What's up, Ian? Konnichiwa. <laughs> uh, how are you guys feeling this nice afternoon? I'm feeling great. Yeah. I'm I'm feeling good. I'm I'm pretty tired as per as per usual. We only record this podcast when any of us are exhausted, but I'm pretty Yeah, pretty it's I, it's either like right after work or six AM in the morning or right before Ian goes to bed. I've been I've been well, watching right, the Bachelor. Yeah, well, right now it's like nine thirty in the morning, but I got no sleep oh, yeah. last night. I've been watching the oh, Bachelorette. Yeah. Is that this Overwatch? Week. Pretty good. You've been watching what? The Bachelorette. All right, so um, this podcast is now an Ian and Me podcast, and so uh, Ian, how's your how's your Overwatch experience been in the last week since we've last talked, or actually in the last two weeks since we haven't seen you in a, in a while? Uh, since we've last last talked, uh, Ranked has been released, uh, and I've been playing a little bit of that. I, I have mixed feelings about it, but overall, I've been having a a decent time with it. Um, have yeah, you uh, I mean, played any new characters? No, not anything new because like the first week that the game came out, I I made a concerted effort to play every single hero, champion, shooter, whatever, at least once. So I've been kind of figuring out and doing research on like who's good uh, competitively, who's being played the most, why, and like forming strategies based off of the stuff that I look up. But no, nobody really knew per se. Okay, uh, Alex, what about you? How how is how is your experience been with the game within the last week? Good. And also, have you done implemented any new characters or strategies? Or um, like strategy wise, I've been kind of stagnant. Just been getting better and better at Zarya, which I think I even said last week. I feel like uh, her and Tracer are definitely my two mains. Uh, I feel like I could pick up either one of them in any match and do pretty well. Um, so I'm having fun with her. The thing with Zarya, you got to have a team that knows how to play with her, because um, that's like half of her is just playing off other people, you know. Um, I think when I was playing with you guys the other night for like 10 minutes, we tried the two Lucio strategy out. What did we do? Two Lucio, two Tracer? Two, probably, yeah, two Lucio, two Tracer, and two, two Zarya? Was that yeah, it? something it was like two that. two heavies, I think. Yeah, two heavies. Or, yeah. And that was pretty fun. Um, I hadn't two done Winston's, that yet. Two I think it was. And I felt like we, it was like pretty swift. Like we, I, obviously with two Lucios, you're going to be pretty fast. Uh, and I thought that was a pretty fun strategy. And I've had that. Since we did that, I've seen that strategy uh, used against me a couple times and ranked. Um, and I've just, when you don't have a team who does who knows who doesn't know how to fight it, then you just get overrun. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's uh, Ian, doing. you're the one who who kind of brought up the two Lucio, two Tracer, two um, Winston thing, right? Yeah, the, uh, it was a strategy that I saw somewhere on Reddit. I think. I think the the day that competitive came out, there was a big post on Reddit about different strategies and what was being used in competitive and why, et cetera. Um, and the strategy that I was told was two instants, two tracers, two Lucios. And the reason why is uh, Lucio's buffs don't stack. But what happens is he has two different buffs. So you have one Lucio in the beginning of the match use speed boost, the other one use heal, and then one... And then they keep on rotating around that. So everyone's getting a speed boost. Everyone's getting a heal boost at the same time. And Tracer benefits from the speed boost because she's already really, really quick and agile and can do a lot of damage if she's in the right position. So Tracer, or uh, Lucia rather, helps get her into that good position to get the damage. And same thing with Winston. Winston can do good damage if he can jump in and out. And that's exactly what uh, Lucio helps with and Winston also with his ultimate gains a thousand or his total health is a thousand which is really good for keeping on a point mm-hmm. on offense yeah that was one strategy where I thought it was interesting uh, and I at first when I heard it I was like eh, okay we'll see we'll see but then as as I saw it kind of play out I kind of understood uh, the idea of it but it's similar to the strategy of two Winston or I think it was two Winston's four Zarya's have you guys heard of that one no, what was it? I don't know if that we talked about bonkers. that earlier. It's How like many? Two, Wait, Lucios and four, two Lucios and four Zarya's. I've seen that before. Yeah, I think we talked about it, I think, two podcasts ago, three podcasts ago. It's it's called the anti-Hanamura strategy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we did talk about yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. And Zarya's bubble each other. A while ago. Yeah. Zarya's bubble each other and bubble themselves while Lucio's speed boost them into the middle and they can take out any bastions or any turrets that are just sitting there. Mm hmm. As far as the strategy I've been implementing, uh, I just uh, started one. I think it was two nights ago uh, where I did this and I kind of saw it worked out. Um, with Torbjorn, uh, I use a lot of Torbjorn, uh, mainly because he's overpowered and I find it fun to just rip apart, uh, rip people apart. And uh, I, a lot of the time when I use Torbjorn, I find myself placing a turret in one place and trying to power it up to level two. And I kind of run around with Torbjorn and kind of do, like, the first-person shooter thing of run around, kill people. Mm -hmm. And also, I dish out armor, of course, um, while I'm playing Torbjorn. But what I was doing the other night was placing my turrets in sort of, in a lot of different places, very, in, like, short intervals of time. And so, um, I was playing on, uh, what's the map that's kind of like Russia? It's kind of like winter Russia. Z Zolkaya, Zolkaya Zol Industries, I think is what yeah, it's yeah. called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was playing there. Volskaya. Volskaya, yeah. yeah. I was playing on the map. I was playing on defense. And we were on the second point. And there are plenty of places where you can put a turret as Torbjorn in that map. And so I started off with, a, I put a turret in the back left of the point. Um, if you're on the defense team, the back left. And as soon as that turret got, uh, gets destro got destroyed, I was already in position, in like the next position to, to place a turret um in another spot that the enemy team wasn't expecting um that would probably like would probably damage them from a from a pretty good angle and as soon as as soon as that it got destroyed there i would go to the next point it'd be it'd be sort of a um a continuous sort of motion of that of just putting my turrets in different places and i found that to be kind of effective yeah you know, i wasn't always getting to level two but what was that just be more unpredictable with torbjorn yeah exactly um, and also, I've also found myself doing drive-by turrets, where um, if I see people in the point and I'm Torbjorn and my turret's already destroyed, I would, um, and people are in my point taking it, I would go into the point, and instead of, like, trying to build my turret up, I would literally just, just like, run by, drop my turret, and then, like, continue doing, like, shooting people as, as Torbjorn, because Torbjorn is a pretty strong character alone without the turret. Um, and so, like, as long as you have a turret on the ground, it's kind of it's, it's it's still help, helping out even though it's level two, uh, and that's something I kind of realized re recently that's really helped me out. Have you heard of? Uh, I forget what someone called it. It was a basketball term. I think it was called point point defense Torbjorn turret. Have you heard of that or no? Mm -mm. No. Yeah, it's so it's where you put. So for example, in the e Egypt map, you know how there's the little alcove and then there's the raised platform that looks at the alcove if you're on defense. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So you put the turret in a very obvious spot, but then you sit on that alcove and you defend your turret from long range. So your turret is is in a spot where people are going to run to and will automatically damage them, but you're far away and safe. So if that turret that's far away from you gets destroyed, you just build another turret right next to you. So you have like kind of a turret. You have a large distance in between you and your turret, but... If that turret goes down, you you build another turret that's in a safer location. But you put the first turret in the game in a risky spot. Wow, that sounds super annoying. Yeah, yeah that's one of my that's that's yeah. definitely actually one of my um, strategies with Torbjorn is is I, me and my turret kind of protect each other. And so on King's Row, um, on defense, you know when you when you're in King's Row on on attack and you have to get through like this kind of gate kind of area where there's like there's a fence with like the the big opening. Um, mm -hmm. It's, and it's, got, it's kind of like the first kind of corner you try to turn um, in, in King's Row. And so behind the two walls that you pass on attack, uh, there's a, for me, whenever I'm playing, there's there's always a turret on one side of the, on the wall, um, and on the other side is me. And um, as people are kind of going in through the gate, uh, it's me and my turret at the same time on different sides, kind of trying to take people out. And that way, you can't really just focus on my turret because I'm on the other side taking you out. And if you try to focus on me, my turret's on the other side taking you out. And so I find that very helpful. Um, one of the reasons why I love Torbjorn is because he's he can be annoying that way. And it's almost like having an extra character on your team. And so One of my favorite things when yeah. I'm playing Torbjorn is like if a Roadhog chains me and I just like just lay him out, you know. So, oh, yeah. so satisfying. Same thing with Reaper, too. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. Any character with, a sh with like shotgun blasts. Yeah, it's like you shouldn't have done works. that. And it's like boom, boom, you're out. Yeah. And speaking of which, um, Roadhog is actually another character that I've been trying out lately uh -huh. that I've actually like kind of hated. 
<laughs> and I didn't hate Roadhog because of you because of how it is how it feels like to use him. I hated him because I hate how I hate when he's used against me, and I hate when he hooks me and shoots me. Uh, I I just find that there's very nothing more infuriating than like the one yeah. shot combo. Yeah, it's very angry, and I kind of swore never to use him because I didn't want to be that person. But, I, I but just then you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I told so, you he's yeah, good. Yeah, he's really good. He's a really cool character to use. To play against, he's, he he really sucks. But I feel like I've said that at this at this point about every single every character. Every single character. Yeah. You've also been playing Tracer yeah, more. I have been playing a lot more Tracer. And I've kind of I've understood her utility. I used to hate Tracer, using Tracer, because she's very she's easy to kill. Um, in terms of her health, her health is she doesn't have much health, and um, her guns reload a lot, and they don't seem to have a lot in the clip, and so that kind of annoyed me about her. But then I, I I've been using her lately because I've kind of realized the I've kind of realized the utility of her because she's very quick, she's very hard to hit, and she can kill a lot of people as long as you're as long as you're keeping yourself um, safe from enemy gunfire mm-hmm. because as soon as soon as they get you, they get you. But but uh, her L one um, the dash refills pretty quick, pretty quickly, and so it's easy to kind of stay protected. Yeah. And when I'm whenever I'm using Reaper, I find her impossible to hit, and so I figure if that's the case, then I can probably do the same thing with her. But yeah, let's move on to stories. Actually, before we do that, let's talk about competitive because competitive released last week, last week Friday. Uh, and so, how do you guys feel about competitive so far? I think Ian touched on it a bit. I'm I like it. Um, there's still some some confusion as far as sudden death goes. Sorry if you if you guys hear that. There's somebody like revving a motorcycle right outside my window. Um, I feel like uh, sudden death is hit or miss for me. I feel like um, some of some of them make sense. I feel like some of them don't really work for me, but. Like depending on the map, like I, I always think I have an extra round to go, and they're like, "Oh no, nope, the game's over," and you're like, "Wait, what? We're tied," or you know, or okay, they beat us the first round. Don't don't we each get two rounds? It's kind of confusing yeah. depending on the map. Yeah, things aren't exactly explained well, and I real I I realized that after I was on Hanamura, and I think it was like the second or third round, and the enemy team took the first point and they automatically won. Um, it takes a lot of time to kind of understand the different rules for each map because I feel like at this point every map now has different rules on competitive versus on quick play mm-hmm. and so if they, they they need to do a better job of explaining that also I found myself I found the game not playing like that countdown music you know like when the game's about to end or when, when you're about to run out of music I find the game not playing that music at certain points like when when um when a payload's about to reach mm-hmm. the um, the sort of where if you're on the second round and you stop the enemy payload, you know how like there's that sort of checkpoint kind of thing that shows where the last payload stopped and that's where the, that's the point where you need to stop or where you need to get past when you're on when you're on attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't think I've experienced that, that problem though. My, huh. my biggest problem with ranked in, in reference to that uh, is that I think one of you guys mentioned it is that there's some overtime game modes where you need to get only to one point to win and with these maps uh a lot of these first points there's a giant discrepancy between the difficulty level of getting the first point between map to map so for example we we were just talking about it earlier the hanamura strategy there's an entire strategy developed around countering one map because it's so hard to get that first point but then other points it's super easy because there's there's seemingly multiple ways to get in. Mm-hmm. Like for example, uh, with Hanamura, there's if you're a, t- a tank or a heavy, there's only one way to get into that map, and that's through the center doorway. But if you're someone like Tracer or Genji or someone really mobile, then you can get up into that second tiered entrance. So what I'm saying is, mm-hmm. it's really hard in Hanamura to get through unless you have a strategy pre-planned with six people or with three people or whatever. Uh, but other maps like Hollywood, Hollywood is super easy to get that first that first point on offense. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I'll be playing and I'll be like, oh, wow, like, OK, we're tied. Let's go. OK. And then I remember what map we're on. And I'm like, wow, I need to attack Hanamura and I'm only 
it's like me and one other person and we can't coordinate our team this is this is a dunzo sort of situation and it feels like not every map since the maps are non-uniform which is good because you get a different gaming experience it brings into uh into the light this whole thing where oh well Hanam we have hanamura we have to attack it and we only have two minutes to get to the first point and that seems like a way more difficult feat to accomplish than if we were doing the same thing on hollywood so mm-hmm. it's a non-uniform difficulty situation which sucks mm. and i do feel like sudden death is kind of unbalanced in a way because i feel like it's in it's almost in favor of the person the team on defense or the team on attack depending on the map um because I believe, if I'm if I'm remembering this correctly, on sudden death, you only had to take the first point. Yeah, I if think it, if, it depends. Mode, yeah, but... it depends on what they took. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's depending on the yeah, Alex's right. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I had a map where, um, I think it was it was Hollywood, and both of our teams defended the first point on Hollywood, um, and it went to sudden death and the coin flipped and it was our team on defense and so we kind of like we kind of automatically won in that way because um i don't know both of our both of our teams had had pretty solid defense when it came to hollywood i feel like if if you if you you compose your team well enough if you put your team well um together well enough then you can kind of fortify that point long enough to where you'll you'll be pretty much unstoppable like if you have turrets and if you have um a good team you'll you'll just dominate on defense uh Mm -hmm. and so i don't know i don't i don't know how i feel about sudden death in those situations um but that's just been my experience with it yeah i uh i don't know if you guys follow vincent janito at all Mm -hmm. uh in reference to a bunch of turrets and stuff like that but there's this thing where he posted he was a big fan of overwatch and he was i think he might have been one of the people who reviewed it i'm not sure but he mentioned that he he wrote this big tweet where he's like i'm not playing ranked anymore until there's something done about uh like doubles of heroes being played and like it's like you were saying before like two good torbjorns can cover a lot more of the map than one like normal tank hero and mm-hmm. again for ranked there's like this whole thing about oh well if we're using like 10 torbjorns or whatever like or not 10 if, if you're using six torbjorns like and they're covering this large space in the map and there's no and they all use uh what's the word molten core molten core like what are you gonna do and i think we were playing last night me and mayumi and i realized how quickly uh torbjorn gets his ultimate because his turret damages people no matter what if they're in range so it's like we were saying before it's like a low skill cap like he gets his ultimate really quickly because he's not the one directly doing damage if that makes any sense yeah mm-hmm. so i i definitely agree with that sentiment as well and when it comes yeah. to ranked like sudden like yeah you only have two minutes to do something and you're not communicating as a team and the other team just chooses chooses two torbjorns and then has like a bastion and a reinhardt like what are you supposed to do in that situation you yeah. know and i don't i don't i mean i don't know how i feel about the two or more thing i feel like three or more it is reasonable in terms of like banning duplicates because i feel like with with two of the same hero then they, there's still like strategy involved there of like you you can use two of the same hero and have it be um fair and strategic in a way where it's not like being where it's not basically cheating or, or basically not being fair um but like three tor- three more torbians of course you're, at that point you're just like okay we need to like put down turrets and just sit back and relax and just let them do the work for us um really really that's how it goes yeah that, I, that's how it, how it goes. <laughs> my favorite yeah. are the kills the kill cams where it's literally like just torbjorn running around like the map not even shooting anybody and it's just like oh yeah boom boom i boom. literally I, I had a great kill cam where i just respond and it was just me it was just me as torbjorn on the way to the point <laughs> oh and God. me just getting elimination after elimination yeah. it was like four in a row uh, and people were like what the heck is going on and um <laughs> And so yeah, like in terms of the, in terms of the duplicates, I can I can see arguments for both sides because it is annoying going against multiple bastions or multiple um, Torbjorns or multiple Zaryas, especially mm-hmm. if you're going against four Zaryas. Kind of want to like I kind of want to just throw my controller at the game, but yeah. yeah, I mean I don't I don't know what the solution would be apart from maybe banning three or more. Uh, hmm. But I don't I don't know I don't know if that's against the spirit of the game though. Yeah. I... I... I, I I guess this is like a topic for later, but I, I don't know what the design. 
like is it in the game's design to be able to switch to multiple characters and not worry about oh my team has too many of one thing or or doubles of, of a hero like should there be completely different rules for ranked i'm not really sure but it's like we were saying before is it a torbjorn problem is it a singular character problem like fight against two tracers is super annoying same as fighting against two torbjorns but for different reasons mm-hmm. like yeah like, like I don't find the I don't find the multiple Zarya strategy to be annoying because Zarya is really really hard to play. Like four Zaryas and the two Lucio strategy is really rough and really only are really rough to play against, but is really hard to execute and it only works at short range. You know, I mean, to, and like to, to be fair though, like to be to play devil's devil's advocate with Torbjorn, Torbjorn can be easily defeated with like a, with a fairly decent sniper. Like if you play as Hanzo, or, you, or even if you play as Pharaoh, who's not a sniper, but she can do pretty pretty good damage to to turrets. Like you can you you can defeat Tor, Torbjorn, like multiple Torbjorns. Maybe not six Torbjorns. Maybe that's asking too much. But like there 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 are way to, ways to take out Torbjorn's turrets, especially in even multiple turrets. Oh um, yeah, for sure. I so just like, think that the, he's a bit much sometimes. Yeah, and like. But like you said earlier, like two two tracers, I mean, are annoying. But it's they're not annoying because there's multiple tracers. They're just annoying because like tracer by herself is kind of annoying. With like Torbjorn, multiple Torbjorns can be like annoying because that's that's multiple turrets and it becomes it almost it almost becomes like multiple of the problem. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, I it's 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 a it's a hard it's a hard issue um because you don't really want them to just ban multiple one character or do we i don't know um mm. i mean how would you feel if, if they just said you can use multiple of char- multiple of the same characters but you can't use multiple of, the, of multiple of torbjorns multiple torbjorns i think that's... i mean that would that would feel weird right yeah because mm-hmm. then that would be kind of admitting a dis- like it would almost be admitting fault like all right you can use doubles of everybody but torbjorn because then that would kind of put the problem directly on Torbjorn and would kind of solidify this opinion of the public of saying, like, oh, well, that character is busted as hell. Why do we even have this character mm-hmm. if we can't even play him the way that we play other heroes or other whatever? Uh, yeah. But I, don't, I, mean, like, I, don't, in, I don't know if it's something of him being busted, though, rather of multiple of him being busted. Well, I mean, in LoL, yeah. there's this thing called... Uh, in LoL, there's these things... or There are these certain champions in League of Legends where... Like, oh, they're busted if you're playing what's called solo queue, which is, like, you playing by yourself. But then when you play as a team, it's super easy to to destroy them, you know? But I think that might be the issue with Torbjorn, is that, like, oh, well, he's mm-hmm. super easy to to pick up in a pug game, and it doesn't require a lot of communication, so it's not a big deal. But mm-hmm. it might just be annoying. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I can't think of a good strategy overall to to deal with this whole thing but i mean we'll see because the nerf on torbjorn's coming up soon so we'll see how yeah. the torbjorn nerf plays out yeah yep yeah i'm happy they're nerfing torbjorn too even though i i torbjorn is one of my main people and i'm still gonna use him i'm probably gonna use him a lot after they after they nerf him um because there's part of me there's part of me that i i really do believe that torbjorn is really like a legit character and can be and be and can be used as a skilled character um if you know how to use him and i and I feel like now that they're nerfing him, I can finally kind of have my character. What's happening? Yeah, is there an ice cream truck? Yes, there's an ice cream truck. Do you, oh, I, I thought that was a baby. I was like, oh, you have a baby? What the hell? Like, there are baby about the demons baby? in my house. You have a baby selling ice cream at your house? <laughs> yeah. the new The new podcast, Over Babies, this weekend. <laughs> Man. Baby's like, I'm trying to feed my kids. Sorry no, I interrupted <laughs> on accident. It wasn't my fault, but. My attention uh, is drawn away. I mean, as long as you don't get flagged for, for co- copyright, I'm good. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> the ice cream truck just, like, calls in. It's like, hey, you... They you are all the same, either. aren't they? They really are all the same. There's one ice cream truck company that's like, hey... Yeah. Gold. Music. Like, they've just got a monopoly. Got, Prince wrote it for us. And there's, like, intense, like, mob action behind the scenes to make sure no other companies oh, rise up. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. It's kind of like how how uh, was it Namco? There's some company that copyrighted mini games during load screens. Mm. Oh no, it was Sky, not Skyrim. Or it was Bandai. It was Ye- it was the people behind Dragon the Dragon Ball. Yes, Z yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Because yeah. that was the DBZ game thing, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but that's totally off topic. But let's move on. Uh, on Twitter, Overwatch at Play Overwatch. 
uh, they tweeted something that was quite peculiar. And it's related to what people believe to be a new character, uh, Sombra. Basically, they, they, treat, they, they tweeted like a weapon layout. Uh, do either yeah. one of you guys want to kind of explain yeah, uh, what I can, it is? Yeah, I can pull it up. Uh, so the, the, the tweet itself says, Archive, communications records of Ziegler A, Overwatch file 00231, security classification, confidential. And then um, when you open up the image, it's like an image of this um, rifle, and it says, To J. Morrison, G. Reyes. So hmm. isn't that Soldier 76 and Reaper? Yep. Yeah. And it's a subject uh, prototype biotic rifle, and it's Torbjorn saying, uh, as as discussed, this is the proposed rifle that could be equipped equipped by medics in the field. Despite what my esteemed colleague will surely suggest, the application of her biotic technology is only intended to be used for healing. So him and Mercy are kind of talking here, and then Mercy responds, says, um, while Torbjorn has. A, as ever, put forth a very clever design for his latest weapon, I would like to remind everyone that my intention when agreeing to the development of different biotic delivery mechanisms was to save the lives of Overwatch agents and others in need of medical aid. With this latest proposal, it is clear to me that we are on a slippery slope to modifications that will inevitably result in a weaponized version of this technology, something that I have been completely opposed to from the beginning. So it's just this... You know, this image, this schematic of a rifle, and it looks like it has grenades. And kind of like something that reminds me of uh, Widowmaker's Poison Mine. But mm-hmm. Well, do you know what that is? That's actually something in-game. Is it? Yeah, it's actually Soldier 76's biotic field. Oh, wow, you're right, you're right. Yeah, and if you see, if you, obviously it's hard to describe this photo, but there's three images on the photo. There's a sniper rifle that we don't, which we're assuming is the new characters. And then we have the healing rod from mercy and then we have the biotic field from soldier 76 and the way that the schematics are drawn it looks like the biotic field is being loaded into the sniper rifle Mm -hmm. so i'm assuming that this might be a character where like maybe you can either shoot the ground and like lay out a biotic field like soldier 76 or maybe you shoot your teammates and that heals them you know i don't know i feel like it did um it probably be shoot the shoot the ground because sh- shooting your teammates i feel like would be a lot it'd be pretty difficult unless they made her, made the character like pretty easy in other ways but i do i i am very excited um for this character um if they're teasing this character which 95 percent sure they are uh because i like playing mercy and i like playing hanzo those two of my favorite characters to play and this is kind of a combination of the two. Um, Hanzo, I mean, Hanzo doesn't really have a sniper rifle, but technically he's a sniper with the arrows. But like, I I, I, I really like I really like this, and I really like the idea of uh, that gameplay strat of of being far from the action, but also but at the same time like contributing to your team. Because like, as a Widowmaker, Widowmaker's only move that really supports her team is. Um, her ultimate, which reveals all the positions of the enemy characters, uh, which is pretty useful. And Hanzo p- kind of does the same thing with his R1 arrow. Uh, f- a character that can actually heal their team, um, but at the same time be sort of a distance character, uh, I-, I think that's really cool. And I'm really mm-hmm. excited to use that. Yeah, um, I mean, in terms right of now. the healing classes, we have we have Lucio and Mercy, who deal with close range. Mm-hmm. And then we have Zenyatta, who deals with medium range. So it, it's nice to see that we most likely are getting a healer that's a long range healer. And that I'm curious kind of if curious if the gun is just going to be like a regular sniper, and then it has like healing capabilities. You know, if you're R one, your left one, um, or if it is going to be like you can shoot your teammates, uh, like like you get a critical heal if you shoot them in the head. You know, like I don't know if that's going to be. I I doubt that's going to be what it is, but I think that'd be interesting. You know. Because uh, I mean, that would totally, or, like, know, being a main healer from a distance, you know, I don't know if they're going to do that. That might be too OP because you wouldn't be able to reach their healer, you know? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, from what I'm seeing from the design document or from this, like, teaser, it's in this little paragraph, it says that they don't want the biotic field to be weaponized. So I'm assuming from what I'm from the one that sounds to me, it sounds like maybe there might be like a poison mechanic kind of kind of like the mine that Widowmaker puts down. Mm-hmm. So like maybe her shots do like a weird 
poison damage, like damage over time, because there isn't really a damage over time weapon. Mm-hmm. So I can see maybe her like sniper shots do a DOT, but not a lot of high damage like Widowmaker. Because mm-hmm. it would be weird if her, her if her sniper shots did a lot of damage like Widowmaker's. But I can see hers doing like maybe a small amount of damage, but it ticks over time. And then she can like maybe shoot out a grenade, like a grenade launcher. And that ends up being a biotic field kind of like Soldier 76's. That's how we see in the design document the little grenades go in like the bottom part mm-hmm. of the gun. Yeah. I want them to like reveal this character and it turns out that is it's actually Winston's sister. And she <laughs> has like all the same abilities and everybody's just disappointed. No, uh yeah, I think it's cool. And I think it's a cool it's a cool tease also on, on um Blizzard's part. Yeah. They're releasing more info July twenty first during San Diego Comic Con. Sweet. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Ooh. Uh moving on, uh since uh we kinda gotta wrap up soon. I mean not too soon, but uh, a little sooner than usual. We'll go on to the next story, which is about Zenyatta. Um, Ian, do you want to take this one over? Yeah, this is like this is a really quick story, but essentially what happened was someone posted on the Blizzard forums, on the Overwatch Blizzard forums, and said this long post about how they had problems with Zenyatta and about how he's not getting used in any competitive sense, like in any of the competitive games. And mm-hmm. Jeff Kaplan who is one of the lead designers on the game, I think. I think he might be the lead designer. Yeah, said that is. they Yeah, said that they are looking into possibly buffing or changing something about Zenyatta, but they don't want to do it too quickly. Like, they're they're in the drawing like the drawing room now saying, like, all right, there's here's what we like about him, here's what we don't like about him, what can we change, etc. Um, and that's pretty much it, that there might be some Zenyatta buffs coming, but they might be at the end of the competitive season, which is like a month, or not a month, like three months from now. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, because they don't want to do it now in the middle of competitive because people are still getting used to it and, like, developing strategies. Uh, but Zenyatta is on the slate for a possible change in the future. And that's it. I think that's good. Because I, I don't see many people using Zenyatta. And I don't... I'm, I mean, he, he's very useful. Like, I, I do see myself being healed by him, but I, I, I find Mercy and Lucio far more useful. Yeah. Um, He's they not the very same thing, accessible, you know? So if you get somebody who knows how to use them, it's like, let's go. Um, yeah. If you get somebody who's just like, if you're in a pickup game and they're just trying them out, you can count on not being healed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah I think much. between the three of us, I've, I've played the most of them. I think I've played 35 hours of him or something crazy like that. He's my most used hero. And wow. uh, yeah, and I can I can definitely see why he's he's not used as much. Lucio and Mercy have higher impact ultimates and do the same thing but better and easier and they can stay alive longer because they have more health so awesome makes me happy well, these might be good changes oh yeah i'm sure i'm there's i mean the only way that they can make a change for the bad with zenyatta is if they make him op which i that how be you can difficult. make a healer op in yeah, this game yeah. is beyond me but we'll see yeah well, yeah, we will see, especially because I don't really like Zenyatta's design as a character, and so like, what? What is wrong with you? Zarya is much cooler. He's racist against Omnix. Wow, I'm, ra- I'm racist against Float. You and Torbjorn. Oh, dude, Torbjorn is so good. He's such a good character. He's so racist. He's overtly racist towards robots in his his tech lines. I mean, but so is Zarya. They're, ro- they're robots, though. No, but what's the you line know? that we heard? We were all playing together one week and. Uh, I think it's in the map where, uh, what is it called? King's Row. It's in King's Row. And we were playing together, and you were playing Torbjorn, bless. And he and I go up to your character, and then all I hear him say is, Omnic rights? Ha ha, what a joke. And I was like, whoa. I had to, like, <laughs> oh I had to like back away from you. I felt like I felt, my character felt it's like did anybody else hear that? Who cares about robots, though? Zenyatta's a robot, and so is Bastion. Yeah, that's why they're both bad characters. Whoa. You know, my He's mother was, liked my mother liked was a robot. Thank <laughs> you very was much. Though? Was she, though? You half-breed. Get out. Oh, my uh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Ian, you have another story, which isn't really a story, but it's a YouTube video. Uh, but since we can't really watch the YouTube video, can you explain to us what the video is? I can. So, for anyone who's played League of Legends or any of those sort of things, you've heard of a meta. And a meta is something that is most commonly used at, at all levels. So 
for example, there's a pro meta, there's a normals meta, there's a, a competitive between these two points meta. And what that means is just a strategy that's commonly used because it's good. So this YouTube video at, posted by a, a YouTuber called Icarus talks about what the Overwatch meta forecast is. And essentially, uh, he uses data from the Gosu Gamers Overwatch Weekly EU and NA games number 15, which is a competitive pro Overwatch game and compiles what teams use which heroes and how frequently they're used. That's pretty much it. Hmm. Yeah. But uh, every week it changes because I think these tournaments are either weekly or, or twice a month, I think. So there's different tiers. So there's Uber, which is used 100% of the time. There's overused, which is used 81 to 99% of the time. Highly used, 51 to 80%. Fairly used, 21 to 50 Rarely used, 1% to 20%. And never used, 0%. So who do you think is in the top three, without looking, of Uber and overused? And overused? Um, Soldier 76. You would have been right in early June, but no. Interesting. Tracer. Yep. That's one. You have two more. Bastion. No, not Bastion. Not Bastion. Uh, Lucio. Yep. Tracer, Lucio, and then one more. I know this. Reaper. Yep. Tracer, Lucio, Reaper. Yeah. So uh, earlier in the month, early in the month, uh, you would have seen Soldier 76 on there and you would have seen Mercy on there as well. But her picks went down. So if you go to this YouTube channel, Icarus on YouTube, uh, and it's called the Overwatch Weekly Meta Analysis. You can see week to week what what characters are being used by different teams and and on like what game type, what map. It's he do, he goes really in depth on like what what is being used by people at the high level. Again, competitive is still pretty new, so these things are are fairly in flux. But you can see again, Tracer, Lucio, Reaper, Mercy, Winston. Those people are are heroes that are being used more frequently frequently than others. So that might mm-hmm. inform your decisions when you're playing competitive with your friends. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. That surprised uh, me, those, those particular heroes. Yeah, Reaper wasn't on the overused uh, category before. He, I think Soldier 76 really? and Mercy were in overused uh, in the beginning of the month, but then uh, Reaper went way up. And th- th- these might be in response to Winston being picked because Winston was lower on rarely used earlier. So since Winston popped up, there might be a counterplay with Reaper because Reaper is pretty good against Winston. Mm-hmm. But Tracer has consistently been towards the top, and so has Lucio. Like, Lucio and Tracer have not left the top 81% since wow. I've been looking at this, yeah. I'm surprised more people don't use Reaper, because I feel like Reaper is, like, a very accessible character and very, like, fun to use. And, like, the it, he's very aggressive and... And he's he's not like he's not like Mercy or or Bastion or like uh, let me not say Bastion but like Torben or like he's not he's not these heroes that that is very specific um, and has like has specific roles like he's very much like I'm just gonna go and kill people and so I'm surprised like in the beginning he wasn't being used a lot. I think I think that's one of the reasons why he isn't being picked a lot and I I feel like there's a stigma behind some heroes and I think that he might be one of them. I think when I see Reaper uh-huh. on my team. And he's not going ham. I'm like, oh great, some 13 year old picked Reaper because he enjoys hot topic, and he's not gonna, he's just gonna get kills, and he's not gonna get on the point. There's a mm-hmm. stigma behind using that character. Maybe not at the highest level of competitive play, but in like our scene of competitive play. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm glad that he's being used in in the high tier, like matches because that's interesting because he wasn't yeah. he wasn't at that spot two weeks ago. So it's good to see the meta is always changing. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. So let's oh. move on. Uh, oh, wait, one second oh, before you go. And uh, since we were talking about Zenyatta with the last article, Zenyatta two weeks ago was on never used at zero percent, but now Zenyatta wow. got got picked up, and now he's in the one to twenty percent. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, good for I Zenyatta. Mean, I mean, it might be like a five percent thing 20. where he might be used like one time, yeah. but it's better than nothing. So sure. Yeah. So these are com- these are competitive people that are that these are based off of yeah but it's pretty much what i would do 
when I was playing other games, like other games that are similar to this with a meta and like a bunch of different heroes, is you use those competitive games to inform your decisions with your friends. Like, all right, so the, the pros are using this, this, and this. Uh, and this that mm-hmm. must be a good combination. You know what I mean? It's it's like mm-hmm. watching it's like you're playing high school basketball and your coach watches the NBA or college basketball to inform your decisions in high school, right? You're not going to do it at the same level, but you're still going to use similar like macro, like big thinking strategies that these these other teams are using because you know that they're doing it properly because they're competing at the highest level, you know? Mm-hmm. That's cool. the same decision, yeah. Good idea. Yeah. My my prediction is that Winston becomes number one on the list by next month. Uh, I think Winston last month he's always been in the top fifty percent. Oh really? Consi- yeah, consistently. I think he's no. Actually, I think the first the first week that this game came out, I think he was in like twenty percent to twenty five percent. But then uh, the Winston the Winston Lucio Tracer strategy bumped up, so that you can even see that the top the strategy we were saying, which was two Winstons, two Tracers, two Lucios. Uh, those three heroes are in the top 50%. And uh, Tracer and Lucio are chosen 100% of the time. Hmm. So, there you go. Send me the... Actually, we are, I already have the link. Now, I, think. I was I like, send, send me the link. It's, no, in our, it's in our <laughs> podcast docs. <laughs> uh, but let's move on. Topic of the day. And I, I literally just crapped this one out right before this podcast. And so we don't have to spend like literally much time on this at all what are the big changes you want to see in overwatch moving forward and so i should have announced this before um but this is sort of the, the final episode of this season of overwatch no. so everybody say oh uh it sounds like somebody needs some pepto-bismol um i'm just sad you're gassy when i'm sad <laughs> his intestines are all over his room. uh <laughs> But yeah, it's the last, it's the, this is the last episode of the season. Um, but I'm, we will we will return in the future. I'm I'm pretty pretty positive of it. Um, and the reason why this is the last episode is because in a couple of weeks we're starting up the OK Beast podcast. Ooh. And so I'm excited about that. That's something to look forward to. That's something to be hyped hyped about. Um, and Ooh. so with this being the the final episode and all for now, what are some big changes you want to see moving forward in Overwatch? some big changes yeah um like not those small changes those big changes you know what i'm saying no for I sure want tracer and winston to switch bodies oh like a freaky Kinda friday like freaky friday yes oh hell yeah how good would that be like freaky friday fridays on overwatch hell yeah Dude, that'd be kind of cool like welcome, they switch Blizzard. skins but have all the same abilities yeah You're dude welcome, that'd be Blizzard. a sick like weekly mode weekly brawl or whatever yeah that's what i'm saying and they yeah, don't tell you what's you what. And so, like, you pick Reaper. You're like, oh, here like, comes yeah, a Tracer, and then it just, like, and... jumps at you and, like, slams you. <laughs> you pick Reaper, and you start healing people, and you're like, what is this? Yeah. I don't understand. I don't what want is this. happening? Uh, you pick um, McCree, and you start sniping people from far away. <laughs> That's funny. You pick Winston, and start, start shooting arrows. Sorry, go ahead. No, I, would, I actually kind of want to see a Winston skin where he shoots arrows. Uh, no, I mean, things I want to see for the future. I want to see more skins, obviously, because that's like half the appeal of this game is getting cool skins and showing them off. Uh, I want to see competitive be more consistent. If that makes any sense. Uh, like we Mm. said before, I I want competition to be consistent. I don't want, Oh man, we're on attack on this map. Wow. This sucks. We lose. I want, I want more what's called competitive integrity. I want it to be consistently the same level of competitiveness no matter what. I don't want to be feel like I'm getting gypped, if that makes any sense. No, that's, yeah. I think it's racist, actually. I think that's racist towards gypsies. So if you have any gypsy listeners, I apologize. Uh, I don't want to feel like Is I'm being cheated. What? That's a whole never, never, that's a whole other conversation. Go ahead. Yes, I don't. I don't want to actually start right? like a Persian. I don't know. Um, They're like a people group. I uh, whatever. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, like I don't want to feel like I'm getting cheated in that scenario when I'm playing competitive, and I don't. And other things that I want: new skins, uh, competitive integrity, uh, new heroes. Obviously, that's a given. We were talking about that. Um, new modes, pretty much new content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, new, but still the content that we have. I want it to be the best it can be, and that's why we're so critical of this game is because we love it, and that's why we have this podcast is so we can be actively critical about this thing that we love. Uh, but mm-hmm. obviously, more of what we like. We want that and also for it to be as best as possible. Mm-hmm. I want 
I want new characters. Um, and I want them to continue like kind of the trend of pretty diverse characters. Cause I, I think the roster on overwatch is one of the reasons why the game has taken on and, t- and t- has taken off um, so well. And I, 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 re- I really like how diverse characters are. I like that, that you have Farrah who's Egyptian. You have Lucio who is whatever he is. I have no idea. Brazilian. He's, he, he looks Jamaican, but he sounds white, but he's whatever he is. Um, you got your robots, you got your, your apes, you got, but I want, I want, I want to see that, um, continue. And I think that it sounds like it's going to continue with Sombra. I have no idea where Sombra could be from. I think she's, I think she's supposed to be either another robot or she's supposed to be Farrah's mom, Farrah's mom, or she might be Hispanic or some, some version, a different type of Mm -hmm. Hispanic or Spanish type person, Latinx person than, uh, Mm -hmm than reaper because i think reaper might be dominican not confirmed possibly mexican and i think sombra might be from spain or also from mexico okay wasn't isn't there somebody else in the game who's hispanic besides reaper Um, i could have sworn there was no pharaoh's pharaoh's from egypt but we don't know her her parents origin so we don't know about that sometimes Uh, sometimes no uh depending on the skin no lucio is central american right that's where brazil is right Yeah. yeah Uh, hmm. no, we don't have anyone from Mexico that I can think of, knowing all the characters. Mm-hmm. I could have sworn Reaper was Mexican, but I might be way off on that. I don't know. He has a Mexican skin, I think but I'm the just, skins are yeah, non-canon. Yeah, I think I might be judging by his, by his skin, because that is, because uh, <laughs> Farrah does have, like, some Native American skin. Those are non-canon, and, yeah. Yeah. Um, non- I, uh, okay, gotcha. Um... Yeah, I, I want know. to see the return of the animated, the like the animated shorts. Oh yeah, that, that is true. Yeah, I, I think, feel like yeah, I, I feel think like they might boom, have boom, one for Sombra too. I hope so. That would make sense. Like I'd love to see those because I don't think every hero didn't get one. No, like, I want to see a, a lot short of them for together and Junkrat because I want to I want to like those characters and I feel like the only way to make me like uh, Junkrat is to give me a like a short. You know their whole deal, right? Um, I don't know. Are they blood brothers? No, they they're they're Australian person? criminals who they were originally criminals, but when the robots took over Australia, they became like freedom fighters, and they just started to kill stuff just because they were bored. Oh, so they're kind of like Ant Man. Kind of, but then I think they got recruited from from Overwatch because they were so good at killing the Omnics, something along those lines. <laughs> they're so good at killing. They're kind of like the Punisher in that in that regard. Oh, uh, wait before before we go, the double strategy I was talking about before with the two tracers, two Winston, two Lucios, Icarus covers that in his video. He covers, oh, cool. yeah, oh, really? he covers good, yeah, he co- covers good, uh, good double strategies. Like if you have two, 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 he has good, oh, he has a defense tier list, like characters that are used mainly on defense. He has an offense tier list. So again, it's a 35 minute video, but you can kind of scrub through when he has images that kind of give you the gist of everything. Uh, mm-hmm. but if you're someone who's like, like me, who loves watching the meta and loves seeing what, what picks are good and being that like strategic mastermind on your team especially if you aren't that good at offense, this is good for you. Uh, Mm -hmm. Like it's good to at least help your team in this aspect. Like, Oh yo, like this is a good pick. Let's use this instead of this. Even if you're not like the best shooter, you can help those friends that are really good at shooting, make the best decisions. That's cool. Sweet. The more, you know, so we're going to wrap up. Uh, Usually we wrap up with viewer questions, but this week we're kind of lame. And so Ian, I guess Ian has his own viewer questions. (laughs) What? What are these? Okay, so it's kind of like what we were talking about before. Like, in ranked, good duo pairings, good trio pairings, good team pairings. So, like, for example, if you have only two people online, what are two heroes that you know work well together that you can use to be successful? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hanzo. Uh, me as Hanzo and somebody else as, as Reinhardt. Makes a really good pairing. Okay. Why? That's... Uh, I mean, I feel for the obvious reasons of, um, and this is this is me speaking personally. This isn't me speaking in general, but per, but personally, it, me as a Hanzo, I feel like I do, I do a fairly good job of um, taking taking out like enemy like turrets and um, lasers and such and such. Uh, and it's hard to it's hard to do that when you're out in the open. And so if I have a Reinhardt with me, then I mean, it makes it fairly easier. Um, and mostly because I I I, play, I think I play a pretty decent Reinhardt or not Reinhardt Hanzo if I say so myself. And so I mean that's that's really the only reason why I say those two. Alex, do you have anyone? Yeah, I would say. Uh, mm, 
Uh, Diva and Zarya. When you're tagging. Okay. Good good duo tank pairing. Good at yeah. close good at close range. Diva can mm-hmm. shield and then Zarya can shield her after her shield is done. Okay. Yep, I like that. Yep. Oh yeah, and Diva's good uh, for attracting a lot of damage because her yeah, her exactly. model is so large that that makes her shield more effective mm-hmm. for Zarya. Mm-hmm. Yep. Interesting. I like that strategy. An- another one for me is Torbjorn and Torbjorn. Tov- oh, no Torbjorn way. Wait. Can you explain that that strat to me? <laughs> So <laughs> don't do it. I'm kidding. Don't explain anything. Stop. And you have another Torbjorn on your team. And then Good you die. And then and then Ian comes you, to your you house chill, in America, back, and then he literally kills let things happen. Actually, oh that sounds my, kind of weird. My oh last my sentence sounds really weird. Uh, uh, if you have you three friends, though, you can make things happen for real, for real. You know what I'm saying? Oh God. If you have three friends, um, you could do. And I I said this last week. I haven't seen it in a while, but I played a match yesterday. I finally saw this this combo coming back. Uh, Reinhardt shielded with a Bastion sitting behind him on the point, mm, and a Mercy the healing them. The classic, or boosting yeah, damage. with the high damage, yeah, classic. the boosting damage. Yeah, my favorite combo, uh, yeah. in, that I think is the least amount of bullshit, is uh, is Reinhardt and Soldier seventy six. Because one of the big things about Reinhardt is you can't protect your back and you can't heal yourself. But what you do is you have a Soldier seventy six watch your back. He can shoot through your shield and help with the offense, but also watch your back down, and heal yes. you if anything happens. That's a good one. Yeah, that was a strategy that I used. Uh, I was me and Albert found that strategy out because it was only the two of us online. So we mm-hmm. were like, all right, what's a good strategy? And then I went Reinhardt and he went Soldier and it was a good pairing. Hmm. Sweet. Uh, I mean, this doesn't really this. I'm, I'm going to say Torbjorn and Torbjorn again, but for actual reasons. And so I found I found it to be useful on Volskaya Industries that map on attack on the second point. Um, I, I I now sometimes use Tolbjorn on that map on attack um, on that point because of the rotating platforms. And what I found is uh, speaking of Albert again, what I mean Albert did uh, one time it worked like it worked very well, like extremely well. Like it won us the match. Um, we both used Tolbjorn and we both had turrets on those moving platforms. And we both charged up our molten cores, um, and when the time came, we we used the molten cores and our turrets on those platforms. Kind of just went into the attack area, into the attack objective, and melted just like everything that was in there. It was like an airstrike. Um, yeah, basically, and that actually That's turned out idea. to be a very viable strategy and won us the match. Nice. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, on that specific map in that specific instance, that worked in that case. Now that I've only tried that once, and so. I don't okay, know if it'll work every time. Okay, but. Beast does not does not like you using Torbjorn, just so you know. If you're listening now, okay, don't Beast. use him. Okay, He's okay Beast loves Torbjorn. Let me tell you, Torbjorn is the best character in that game. And, you do not uh, support well, Torbjorn. That's not true. That's a lie. That's a lie. Reaper is. But Torbjorn also is also true. very fun. Okay. And I after I'm after they nerfed Torbjorn, I hope I'm the only person using Torbjorn. This so is the part where him. like security busts into Blessing's room and drags him off. <laughs> He's like, get out of ranting about Torbjorn. Why is police always busting my home? No. Uh, <laughs> this is the sixth man, time. This is the sixth time this week. I know exactly why. It's the sixth time. It's only one, it's only Thursday. It's only five <laughs> days. Uh but yeah, I mean, do we have any other any other pairings or triplings or quadrings? Um, I have others, but we've talked about the the, the doubles team, the, the two, uh, the two Winston's, the two Tracers, the two Lucios, and then we talked about the four Zarya's, two Lu- Lucios combo. Um, um, no others off the top of my head. I'm like working. I'm thinking yeah. of other pairings in my head, but you guys gave some good ones, and I gave some good ones, so I think we're good. I wish I had more time to think about this one because I feel like I feel like there are ones out there that I'm just like not thinking about that I've done before. Like, I don't know if I've just done be creative. with Genji. But, yeah, well, being you know crea- that's my favorite part about this game is being yeah. creative because you can literally pull a bunch of stuff off and um, kind of not realize it. Um, Agreed. Well, now, wait, can we move on to the last topic and then we'll go for real? There's another topic. There is one more. Since this is our last podcast, I thought that we would do the most important question of, of Overwatch in general, which is called the waifu war. So who's your favorite? Since we're all dudes, who's your favorite girl? Who's your waifu? You know, Who's your we, Overwatch waifu? We kind of t- we kind of talked about this a little bit last week because we really? did the shipping. But we well we paired them together. We didn't pick oh, yeah. ours. I mean, I kind of I kind of shift Mercy and myself. Ooh, okay, uh, interesting. Going for the the, the German women. All right. Yeah. Uh, so reckon Z boys. Know. Mostly it's because of one for victory poses I saw one time and I was like, man, that Mercy, 
well-designed character, let me tell you. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, hard- if I'm wanting, like, are we being monogamous? Yeah, we're being monogamous. It's, it's, I mean, it's a waifu. It's your if wife. You be- if you believe in polygamy, then... Oh, my God. If I was a, poly- poly- if I was a man who believed in polygamy, I might say Widowmaker and Tracer. Um, but if I was just a monogamous man, which I am, I would say Tracer. You're not Mormon? She's the... Huh? Never mind. She's the... No, I'm not Mormon. <laughs> I, uh, she, she's the girl you want to watch YouTube videos with aww. on the couch, Netflix and chill together. Um, we can get anywhere we want to in like a matter of seconds. So nice. In a matter of seconds. Sorry. So yeah, I think that's gonna be me. I I I used. She's got the it's accent. Hard to, it, it's hard for me to like like Tracer, in that way. After like the whole like the butt debacle, because now I just can't see her in that way without feeling guilty. You know? I'm just telling you guys, back up to a wall as Tracer. Use your emote. And the camera will do wonders. Oh my god. <laughs> oh man, that's like me in Super Mario 64. I used to do that with Mario, you know? What? <laughs> well, okay, all, up, what? all up on those overalls. What? Uh, Ian, what, who's your waifu? May, obviously. May is Bay. Oh, I can't stand May. May can go die somewhere. And the weird thing is, is I usually I, I usually like girls like May. But the, her walls, like her actions, just, just I, can't, I can't get over what she's done. You know, she's built walls in between me and objectives and not even like enemy maze. I'm talking about friendly maze. <laughs> Stop me from killing so many people with her. Yeah. Walls. In a relationship, you're supposed to tear the walls down, not put them up. Exactly. And that's all she does. When I try to get closer, all she does is put up, put up walls. Dude, May is a scientist. Again. She's an intelligent woman. Walls. I'm into it. I mean, I'm it, literally everything about else about May. I love. I, I mean, I even love her design. But man, those walls. I just cannot stand them. Respectable. Shout out to Zarya though. I mean, Zarya's not my type, but um, continue to be you, Zarya, and don't did you, let did you the hear, world. Did you, you hear the whole thing about uh, Russia standing out against her? Um, what? why? Because she's gay, or yeah, like supposedly there's this whole thing about like how the the Russian like people. That's not a fact, by the way. I don't know if she, she's well. Gay no, no, there's no confirmation that she's gay, but like she has pink hair, and people assume one thing after another. And she's mm-hmm. become like a gay icon, supposedly to people. This is this is all hearsay. I don't know if this is confirmed I mean, by anybody. Every character in Overwatch at this point is a gay icon. If you if you look further enough, in the yeah, game. yeah. But like, I I guess specifically for that community, they like really attached mm-hmm. themselves to Zarya and like the Russian people. Since she is Russian, like there's been like not outcry, but the people on forums that I've been seeing and like a lot of Reddit stuff, people have been like, yeah, Russia are not happy with Zarya. And I was like, why? And then I upon more research, supposedly. The Russian people are not super big fans of gay people, supposedly. Mm. I don't I don't know. There's a whole big thing about it. It's actually pretty funny. Yeah, it's so weird. And Blizzard's like, yeah. wait, what? She's gay? What? Yeah. We didn't like, know. They weren't supposed to know. But, anywho. Farah, shout out to Farah. I like Farah because... Um, oh, yeah, no. She's not, yes, she, yeah, she, May and Farah are, really cool. are my two, yeah. She's I like Farah specifically because, like, her, uh, her outfit and her, like, it, the whole like I don't even know how to how to explain it, but her outfit is just Gundam. Cool. Yeah, the gun the Gundam thing she has going on is really like dope, and I like the fact that she's, like she's not like sexualized, but she's still like sick, you know. Beautiful, yeah. Like she gets that style, and she's still sick, and she's not like and like and like she is beautiful, but she's not like she doesn't have her boobs hanging out, and doesn't have like her booty hanging out, and doesn't have like her belly button hanging out. You know, she's just like. She's still, but she's still sick. She's still cool. She's still this like, is I her, me. You know? she's still eye candy without being like all, you know, I don't this know. is real. This is me. Exactly. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. What is going on? What? Shine your light. Sh- oh, by all the right. way, before I forget, Damn shout out to Hanzo um, in terms of the, in terms of waifus. Hanzo is number one. Oh, Christ. Because dude, that, I mean. If there, if there is an attractive character in Overwatch, it is Hanzo. It's Hanzo. He's it the Antonio Hanzo. Banderas of Japanese people. Hanzo he, is a good-looking dude. I don't know if that's racist. I don't mean it to be, but... Wait, what'd you say? What'd you say? <laughs> Nothing. I'm not going to repeat it. <laughs> oh, okay. No, I said he's the Antonio dude. Banderas of Japanese people. No, I... Uh-oh. Yeah, he's a good-looking guy. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, man. I'm the whatever you just said of Nigerians. Well... <laughs> 
but I'm just kidding. Maybe. That's actually John Boyega. Uh, that is very true. Yeah, sorry. He's Nigerian? Really? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's English, but he's Nigerian. He's like he's like me, Nigerian, where he's his family. I'm the Antonio Banderas of pale, white, ghostly people. I'm into it. Oh, are you really into it? I am. Crap, I just clicked off of my notes. But uh, <laughs> I don't really need my notes for this. But um, thank you guys for listening. Um, this has been the last episode, and we're going to plug our stuff. Actually, let me, let's plug uh, our websites and Twitters and podcasts before uh we wrap up um but i'll go first since i never really go first but um you can find me um on twitter at blessing junior um and you can find me on okbeast.com where you can find uh my written stuff and uh some of ian's written stuff um and some of the guest contributors is written stuff um and videos and podcasts and whatnot um ian where can the people find you where can we find you physically in the real world blessing i don't know if i should put that information you can find me in seattle <laughs> seattle Oh, man. If you if you listen to the podcast and you actually want to hang out and you're in Seattle, I'm always down to hang out because I got no friends here. <laughs> JK, I got a few something friends heights here. something heights in Seattle. What? Nothing heights. I don't know. I'm in Nothing Greenwood. Okay. Greenwood, Seattle. You just Greenwood, gave it away. Seattle. My blood type yeah, is. Yeah, well, I mean, you. I didn't give my act my actual address. So. Yo, real quick, I'm not trying to uh, give me take murder. us off the rails, but Ian, uh, the other you said, what's your blood type? My brother got a new girlfriend, and as a joke, I was like, "What's her?" I was like asking him all these personal questions. I was like, "What's her blood type?" And he literally asked the girl what her blood type was because his brother wanted to know. And now I look like a psychopath. Yeah, actually, <laughs> speaking of that, speaking of that, in Japan, it's very common when you first meet someone to ask them your their blood type. Really? Okay. I'm so. not even kidding because uh, so in, I'm good in Japan. Tell her you're Jap- Japanese. Well, in Japan, blood type is like it's like a fortune kind of like it's like almost asking like your zodiac sign. It's supposed uh-huh. to tell you something about that person, you know? Well, I don't I don't know either of those, so I know I'm, I'm a Gemini. I'm a, I'm a dog. Oh wait, Zodiac. No, I'm Cancer. In the Chinese year thing, mm. I'm a dog. I was born in the year of the dog. Yeah. But anyway. So where uh where, that, where can people find humble. you, Ian? Uh people can find me. People can find me on Twitter at, at IanWhyNot. Uh I talk about Pokemon and games and Japan and stuff like that, because that's where I live. Uh and uh-huh. you can find my writings and other musings at okbeast.com uh i also help write articles with blessing and all that sort of stuff and yeah you can find me in the real world in japan if you're in japan hit me up on twitter because then i can show you some cool stuff sweet you can find me in the real world north boulder colorado 28th and iris you know (laughs) are you serious (laughs) 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 um no that's near where i'm at that's not where i'm at um you can find me on Twitter at It's Van Aken. It's I-T-S-V-A-N-A-K-E-N. You can find my podcast, any writing I do, over at PixelPulseRadio.com and maybe someday on OKBeast.com. You should write something for OKBeast, okay Alex. How to be a In beautiful fact, baby should, boy. What we should do is have an OKBeast okay v. Pixel Pulse Overwatch Championship battle. Oh, shit. Is that together. just a two on two? I guess so. It's me and Ian versus you and your in your stepdad. Okay. Oh shit! Does that mean that I'm your stepdad now? Blessing. Yes, you're my new stepdad. Sick. Oh, <laughs> this took a weird turn of events. I wasn't expecting yeah, this. It got really weird. Woo! I have a son. Uh, Woo! <laughs> okay. So, I well, don't want to say that. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, this has been the finale, the season finale of OK Beast Presents Overwatched. Uh, once again, to get this out of, out of the way, Overwatched is a podcast dedicated to all things Overwatch. From the characters to the updates to our experiences with the game, this is a show made to share our love and keep you up to date on the world of Overwatch. Uh, this has been episode five. Did I say four before or did I say five before? I don't did, know. Do Everything is a blur. I don't know. What is life? Because it's written down in the doc is four, but this is actually five. And so I'm going to change it right now and hope I didn't say five before. And if I said four before five, then five. We're off the rails. It's our last podcast. <laughs> it's already off the rails. What is happening? Continue, My brain co- is melting. Continue to, say, to stay subscribed to the podcast feed, though, because this is the same podcast feed we'll, where you will be receiving the OK Beast podcast. Wow. And it's going to be it's gonna be. Any awesome. details you can give us on that blessing? What, what that? is it? 
What was that? What's this new podcast? What's the oh oh man, good question. It's a question that I'm even asking because I don't know. <laughs> it's cool. gonna be dope though. There's gonna be a third chair every week, hopefully. Probably yeah. most weeks. From Maybe what, most weeks, hopefully. Yeah, from what I remember when we were talking about it before, it's gonna be it's going from an Overwatch specific podcast to more of a general thing. So for example, Pokemon Go came out this week. Maybe we talk about that. Maybe I'd talk about another bird that attacked me in Japan because birds hate me. Just like more general stuff as opposed to a more yeah. streamlined one thing. We're going to talk about many different things, especially about the birds thing. Yeah. Sweet. And I wanted to say I wanted to say this earlier because I, for, I, I forgot to. But in case you're listening, if you haven't figured this out yet, like yeah, out yet. Yeah. We're like not over overwatch like professionals. Oh, no, um, I am. Oh, oh, Ian is. Ian is. Ian does sound like it. No, and I'm not. I, Alex is. I'm not an Overwatch <laughs> professional, um, and so um, this pod this podcast is basically just us hanging out and talking about Overwatch. But I feel like it'd be awesome if we could just hang out and talk about games in general and life in general and life in games. Um, married to the games on iTunes. Oh, Warning: Any and but, all opinions um, on OK Beast are not from professionals. Please seek out a doctor if OK Beast has been used for more than three hours. Ian, is that you? Yeah, it was me. Whoa. Oh, that's oh, crazy, dude. I thought that was like, I thought like you played a soundbite oh. and then all of a sudden like this professional voice came out of nowhere. I need to get oh. you to like read at my funeral. Uh, I got but you, thank dude. you for listening. <laughs> we will see you in a couple weeks on the OK Beast podcast. Uh, say bye to the people, guys. Bye bye. I'll miss you. Bye to the people, guys. Bye to the, bye <laughs> the guys, people, people, guys, guys. Guys, wait, don't leave me. Bless has me locked in the basement. Don't leave. Don't leave. I need help. That's SOS. Never die, die.